0: Hey there, everyone. Welcome to the show. It is Denise. You are watching Speak Now Pro Wrestling here today. And it is December 20th. We got WWE NXT to talk about here today. And I gotta tell you, I'm pretty excited to talk about today's show because I legitimately thought that today's show uh, top to bottom was pretty damn solid. There was a lot of good uh, matches that we had tonight, some of which I didn't even expect to be good. That turned out good. And then on top of that, we had some Um, some fun storytelling uh, elements that we saw play out throughout the entire night, including the ending that we saw uh, between Grayson Waller and Braun Breaker. So there's kind of a bit to get into here today. But first and foremost, before we get into all of that, just a friendly reminder, everyone, that I'm live here three times a week. On Tuesdays, I'm here to chat NXT. Wednesdays, I'm here to talk about AEW Dynamite. And then Fridays, I'm here to talk SmackDown and Rampage. And I will be here this Friday. Friday. And that'll be our holiday stream since it'll be one day before uh, Christmas Eve. So it'll be a pretty good time Uh, feeling pretty good. I'm in the I'm in the holiday spirit for the most part. Um, I'm pretty I'm feeling pretty well. But uh, before we get into all of that, also, I just want to give you guys a heads up. Uh, If you do want to help support this podcast and also get your question, your comment, your statement, whatever it is read here on this stream, you are more than welcome at any point throughout the show to send in a, a super chat. If you do send in a super chat I will make sure to read your comment here and also it just helps uh, keep me funded here each and every single uh week and whatnot y'all know the drill already y'all know the drill I don't even need to tell you guys oh my god (laughs) holy cow okay sorry I didn't mean to like holler in everyone's ear but Heidi Ho Oh my God, Heidi Ho just sent in a really massive super chat and I could not be like more thankful for this. Um, seriously, uh, Heidi Ho, wow. Thank you so much for this massive super chat. Seriously, um, please, uh, can you like, uh, send me your your Twitter name or something so that I can message you privately and thank you for this huge uh, generous super chat because saying thank you on the air is like totally not enough for this. So thank you so much. Uh, you have no idea uh, how much it means to me uh, for you to send in such a massive and generous uh, super chat. This is beyond generous. Uh, please guys, uh, give some love uh, to Heidi Ho in the chat because- Because, damn, this is really freaking nice. Thank you. Uh, You know, I thought I was in a good mood earlier. I'm in an even better mood now. Thanks, Heidi Ho. (laughs) Um, Seriously, thank you so much. Um, Wow, guys, I never know how to transition because I'm just like, this is so awesome. And it makes me very happy uh, to see that people are so generous like that. So seriously, thank you so much. We got a lot of people putting over Heidi Ho uh, in the comments saying, that's awesome. Heidi Ho with the W. Uh, Ed Jones trying to borrow $20 from me. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I love it all right guys uh let's get into this show everyone uh because like I said I thought we had a pretty uh solid episode of NXT here tonight and I'm not just saying that okay I'm not just saying that because I was on the dead bl- on the N- dead NXT deadline pre-show okay that's uh, I was kind of nervous to come on here and be like man I really enjoyed today's episode of NXT because I didn't want people to be like oh she's just saying that um no I legitimately mean it I definitely enjoyed today's episode of NXT. Also, I started watching some normally, I watch the shows live, but I was running behind because I had um, a bunch of stuff going on. And I had to get a video up um, for F 4 W online for the latest. And so I was running out of time to do that. So I actually started watching NXT about 35 minutes late today. And uh, the show freaking flew by for me, obviously, because I only watched live for I think I was caught up by like the last maybe hour, I was already caught up with the live show. So uh, I might have to start doing that a little bit more just because it, it flies by really it does. Um, thank you so much to Steven, uh, who's coming in here with a really nice super chat as well, who says between the streams and amp Denise is bringing it. So for those of you who do not know what uh, Steven is talking about on Tuesdays and Thursdays, I'm now doing additional podcast on this pot on this app called amp. And it's on iOS. I've been tweeting about about it. And basically what I'm doing, and it's kind of crazy, guys, really, it is. Because what I'm doing is I'm recapping two WrestleManias per show, which means I got two WrestleManias to talk about on Tuesday, and two WrestleManias to talk about on Thursday, which means that monday tuesday wednesday and thursday i am watching a wrestlemania each day which has been kind of crazy because uh as you guys know uh, it's a couple of hours to obviously watch wrestlemania and on top of what i'm already doing for the day but it's pretty fun and i'm really liking it so far i am basically going out there and just talking and just sharing my thoughts on how i felt about um each and every single wrestlemania today i recapped five and six and then thursday i'm going to be recapping a seven and eight so it's been kind of a journey I cannot wait to get into like the more um and I'm trying to get you know the early years is a little rough so I'm trying I can't wait to get into the really really good solid years because so far what I found from the first WrestleManias that I've been reviewing is that there's a couple of matches on the card where I'm like oh yeah this was a lot of fun but then there's pretty much like a lot of filler a lot of uh in between stuff that's not too great but for the most part we're getting through it so uh thank you so much to uh Stephen for uh, sending in this super chat also reminding me to promote that show um okay so let's kick this off with Carmela hayes and axiom which basically kicked off today's show um this was so it's funny because i was thinking about this and i'm like man you know, Carmelo Hayes and axiom seems like such an obvious choice for a singles match that I can't even believe that, or I don't think I don't think we've ever gotten this match before. At least I don't remember um, getting this match before, unless we did. But regardless, so when this match started going on when I realized that we were gonna see it, I'm like, oh, hell yeah, this is gonna be great because these are two guys that wrestle a really fun style. And here's the thing about Axiom and Carmelo Hayes is that they're both at different points right now in their NXT careers, but they're both um, rising. That's what I'm trying to get at. They're both rising. So while they're at different points in NXT, they are still on the rise in terms of, you know, you can see, you know, I don't know, maybe getting axiom down the line axiom has been getting over so well with the people so I can see him down the line, maybe getting some gold, whether it be in a tag team, uh, maybe even perhaps the NXT North American championship, who knows, versus Carmelo Hayes is a little bit above that now where you know you're wondering whether or not you're going to see him become NXT champion down the line uh obviously he's going to be getting involved in another program which we'll talk about later but for the most part I thought okay this is a pretty damn uh good match up here and we kind of got a lot of good stuff in this one it wasn't like um you know a blowaway match but it was still really good for what it was um I I we ended up seeing Axiom lock in Carmelo Hayes with a triangle. So he locks him in, locks him in with a triangle, but Carmelo Hayes is able to get a powerbomb on Axiom. And then afterwards, Axiom gets him back in there with that triangle. So we do see that for a bit. There's another really good spot where we see Axiom do a hurricanrana on Hayes off the top rope, which looks pretty damn cool. And that's the thing that Axiom does a little bit of both. Like you'll see him do... Obviously, a lot of high-flying work. You'll see a lot of that. But you'll also see him do uh, a lot of, you know, Matt stuff as well. So he kind of incorporates it really nicely. And it kind of comes out uh, out of nowhere, which is pretty cool to see how he transitions in and out of things. And I've really become a fan of Axioms. I've said it a, m- a bunch of times. I'll say it again. After that that match, that last match that he had with Nathan Frazier, that was the official match that made me into a, uh, into a fan. And I also liked what he did with the uh, Halloween Havoc match. Um, the latter match as well. Uh, but anyways, so Trick Williams basically gets involved, gets his hands on on Axiom when the referee's not looking, and this allows Carmelo Hayes to essentially uh, get the upper hand. He executes his drop kick off the top rope and gets the win on Axiom. So it's not a clean victory because Trick Williams got involved. So I feel like, uh, you know, we clearly probably could circle back to this down the line, but Carmelo Hayes definitely had to get the win here. As I said, he's on a different Level right now on NXT. And he's also moving into a new program, which we'll talk about uh, once we get to it on today's show. But honestly, this was a good one. We got Raphael Smith. Um, Raphael Smith, shout out to Raphael because he has been extremely active, like literally on all my videos. Uh, Raphael says that's a great match for Carmelo Hayes versus Axiom. Yeah, it really was. I uh, agree with that as well. Uh, we got a comment here from Justin who says, as of now, the surprise was a very exciting match. Uh, both of these guys are special talents and yeah I agree um all right so let's go ahead and move on from here let's get into uh let's get into Zoe Stark versus Nikita Lyons so this was the second match of the night and here's the thing I didn't really think that this match was going to be all that good. I'm gonna be honest with you. I really wasn't expecting much out of this one. For some reason, like I know Zoe Stark is great and all of that. And we've seen some good stuff from Nikita Lyons. But for some reason, I still wasn't expecting much from this one. And let me tell you, I couldn't be more wrong. I was so wrong on this one. Um, I ended up liking this match a whole lot. And I'll tell you why. And I'm going to start off by saying that this is my favorite Nikita Lions match that we've seen so far on NXT. I'm not going to say my favorite Zoe Stark match because we've seen her have some pretty good matches on NXT. But for Nikita, this was definitely up there in terms of some of the performances that I've seen her in. But this was pretty good. We had Zoe come out and attack uh, Nikita from behind. And this basically starts off with Nikita, uh, excuse me, yeah, Nikita basically getting Zoe with like a strong kick. She gets her with a forearm. So she's coming at her with pretty much like all the power and intensity that she has. And they both start smacking each other at one point on the chest and it looks pretty good. And one of the things that I primarily liked with the start of this match and even throughout the entire thing was that If you were watching NXT for the first time, or you were a casual viewer or whatever your situation is, let's say you're not a regular viewer of NXT, right? And you're trying to catch up with the programming. This match and the way that they were kind of like working against each other made it very, very clear that Nikita and Zoe do not like each other. It was very easy to uh, see that in their match, even if you just tuned in halfway and you were like, I don't know what's going on. Who are these people? What's happening? They wrestled this match in a way that it was very clear that they do not like each other. And that to me is uh makes things even better it makes things more enjoyable uh you know obviously as a person who's tuning in each and every single week like i they should be feeling this way considering that they've been doing each other dirty uh you know the last couple of weeks so i thought they really did uh, a good job on that and um there was a couple moments too where we also saw uh zoe basically give a or actually, never mind. Go. Let me go back. It was a Nikita who gave her a couple of clotheslines, and uh, then she gives her a suplex, and uh, then finally some strikes. This was some pretty good back and forth that we got here. Um, I really like this a whole lot. Finally, we end up seeing um, for the for the end. We end up seeing Zoe. I cheat a little bit here. She kind of cheats a lot really. I shouldn't say a little bit but she cheats. Uh, they're going back and forth with the O'Connor row and then finally Zoe gets her uh, with a roll up but she's so close to the ropes that she's able to use the ropes for leverage and so she ends up holding on to the ropes so that she can make sure to get that three count and so uh, Zoe gets the win here but not in a way that was you know, fair for Nikita so I'm definitely expecting them to circle back on this one and for this to continue going. Uh, that's clearly Uh, the program here and uh, I'm I'm digging it guys like I'm digging this so much more than I thought I would and really I think like if Nikita and Zoe keep going out there and having like these kinds of matches I'm really excited to see I I feel like if Zoe and Nikita keep going out there and having these types of matches, they can easily become one of the most exciting things to watch on NXT right now. Uh, so shout out to them because I think this is this is going to be good. This is going to be good for them. I'm excited. I'm excited. All right. Um, and let's go ahead and continue on from here. Uh, let's get into Cora Jade and Wendy Chu. So they've been, you know... Beefing now for god, how, how long has it been? A couple of weeks, maybe, maybe, maybe even a month or so. But they've been feuding for a bit, right? Cora Jade has been uh pressing some buttons for Wendy Chu. Wendy Chu has sort of been on this downward spiral, she's not really the confident, happy go lucky girl that she once was. Uh, Cora Jade has kind of broken her spirit, and so Cora Jade is being interviewed by Mackenzie Mitchell. Wendy Chu comes up and attacks Cora Jade and uh, they are pulled apart by officials. So that's pretty much uh, that. But here's the thing that I want to get at though. I feel, you know, I don't know if this is going to come. Let me think, because we still have a whole month before we get to Vengeance Day. I don't know if this is going to carry through all the way to Vengeance Day. I'm wondering if it is because I already feel like they've been holding off on it a little bit too long. And uh, it does kind of feel like, I don't know, it feels like a little bit forgotten about. When I tune into NXT, I kind of forget that Cora Jade and Wendy Chu are feuding until they're actually shown on screen doing something, if that makes any sense. What I'm trying to get at is they need to, I don't know, they maybe need to speed things up just a little bit with Cora Jade and Wendy Chu, because it's been a while and it's just been, you know, uh, them throwing, you know, saying, well, mainly Cora Jade, uh, you know, saying these mean things about Wendy Chu and Wendy Chu coming out and defending herself and then her finally attacking Cora Jade here tonight. Uh, So I'm wondering if this is gonna carry through all the way to vengeance day or how this is basically going to pace itself out for the next couple of weeks. And based on what we've been seeing on NXT, it's very clear that they have stuff, uh, definitely, you know, planned out for the most part. So, um, I'm ex- I don't know if we're going to see Cora Jade, Wendy Chu, carry all the way through Vengeance Day. It could happen, but we're still literally a little bit over a month uh, until we get to Vengeance Day. So I'm curious to see when that's officially going to like uh, culminate and whatnot, because I'm excited for this. I'm excited for this because Cora Jade has legitimately been uh, with her feud with Roxanne Perez was Literally some of my favorite stuff that we got to see on NXT during this time period, literally. And then Wendy Chu, I mean, we talked about this all the time, but her stuff with Tiffany Stratton, that was fun stuff. Like she really kind of like worked her way up, her and Tiffany Stratton, where their feud was maybe not meant to be one of the uh, I guess you can say top things going on on NXT but the fans really reacted to it positively and we fans of both Wendy Chu and Tiffany Stratton uh, I always go back to that lights out match it was a lot of fun so I kind of feel like both of these girls kind of need to be rewarded for the good jobs that they're doing in terms of their programming so I really want to see Cora Jade and Wendy Chu just kind of like you know blow up like a firework but in a good way i just want to see the firework show already is is what i'm trying to say here um all right uh let's see what else we got here we got uh fernando zaya saying that this was a great segment uh agree agree Pile driver finisher says who knew bras would become boring i don't think bras are boring i don't think that they're boring whatsoever we do see them a lot but i'm more excited for the in-ring stuff like i'm ready to see some Um, Some hard-hitting freaking action, and especially because, you know, I want to see, I don't know, I want to get weapons involved, you know, get weapons involved, just throwing it out there. Um, all right. And yeah, power driver does bring up a point that, you know, they're kind of overdone. We see a lot of brawls guys, uh, brawls, <laughs> brawls at this point are not even like, uh, anything too special. We kind of see them constantly all the time, but it's wrestling. You're gonna, you're going to get a ton of brawls, right? You're going to get them. All right. Uh, let's continue on from here. Let's get into what's going on with Fallon Henley and, uh, Keanu James. So. Basically, they've been kind of, uh, Kiana James originally wanted to buy the bar that Felon Henley owns, right? And Fallon Henley's like, no, this is not going to happen, right? But Fel- Felon has been kind of struggling financially from the looks of it. And today they're talking about how, you know, they're having a little bit of some struggles financially. Um, turns out that Kiana Jade paid off the bar's tax bill so that, James could legally be able to take the bar afterwards. Now, I don't know anything about this stuff, guys. So I don't even know what is legit and what's not legit in terms of (laughs) I don't know. Okay, I don't know half of what she said when she was talking about the bills and the taxes and this and that was like, uh uh-huh. Uh-huh. The point is you screwed her. The point is, uh, Keanu James screwed Fallon Henley by kind of taking this responsibility off of her. So that essentially she can kind of screw her, uh, during the process of all of this. So Fallon Henley obviously gets pissed off and she tells her, you know, they make a match for next week. So next week we're going to be seeing Fallon Henley and, uh, Keanu James this was fine. You know, I'm, if I'm felon Henley, I'm gonna be pissed. Like, why are you coming in here? And, you know, basically trying to screw me from behind and paying this stuff so that you can essentially win at the end of the day. Meanwhile, this is my property. And this is what, you know, I'm trying to, you know, the story is make, I guess you can say she's trying to in the storyline storyline world, she's trying to make a living with her bar. <laughs> I don't know. Um, all right. Either way, this got us to a match that's going to happen next week. All right. So, if I'm Val and Henley, I better come out pissed as hell uh, to Kiana James uh, next week. So there you go. <laughs> and we got Maria in here. Shout out to Maria who's been tuning in to so many shows. Maria says, looking forward uh, to this match. Yeah, you know, I am too because Fallon, Fallon Henley is, I don't know how to describe Fallon. Fallon is, Um, I don't know how to say it. She has a spark where she is, And obviously, with her alliance with Brooks Jensen and Briggs and all of that, she is she's that she's the guys' girl, you know. She's she seems very cool, you know. She's the kind of girl that you sit down and you have a beer with, you know, that type of person. But then Kiana James, Kiana James has been pretty impressive too. Like we haven't seen. We haven't seen so much of Kiana James, but what she has been doing like in ring wise, hasn't been bad. She's been, you know, pulling through. So I feel like you got uh, two girls that are, you know, tr- they just need like a statement, uh, a statement match, essentially. Both Fallon Henley and Keanu James need like a statement moment to really get themselves, you know, kind of on the, uh, kind of on the map a little bit, you know, kind of like what Tiffany Stratton had with Wendy Chu in their lights out match. Uh, and, you know, so many other moments that have happened for other people. Uh, Felon Henley and Kiana James are, uh, you know, just on the verge of that. Um, All righty. So (laughs) Justin Martin says, who knew we'd get a lesson in personal property law just by watching NXT? Look, guys. I don't own any property. All right. I rent. Okay. Cause ain't, cause I ain't getting a house in LA anytime soon. All right. But all I know about properties and property tax and all of that is what I learned on Monopoly. Okay. So unless I'm, unless you give me a little card and a little red house and a little greenhouse, that is my extent of property knowledge, uh, from what I learned on Monopoly. I like Monopoly, by the way. Don't ever play Monopoly with me because I will cheat. I I get very aggressive in these games, Um, but but there you go. Um, All right. So let's go ahead and uh, move on from this. All right. So after this, we had uh, on the women's NXT, the NXT Women's Tag Team Championship triple threat match. This was Kaden Carter, Katana Chance versus Toxic Attraction. And uh, obviously without Mandy, JC and Gigi versus Ivy Nile and Tatum Paxley. So this was honestly a pretty fun one that had the crowd like really, really into it. They kept the pacing really good in this match. And uh, JC and Gigi, I mean, they look as solid as ever. Kaden and Katana go in there with the really big flashing moves. Uh, Ivy Ivy Nile and Tatum Paxley go in there with a little bit more of this uh, kind of hard-hitting style, especially with Ivy Nile. Um, this was some fun stuff. You got to see Casey do her karana off the top rope. You see Toxic Attraction hit Ivy Nile with a bunch of uh, strikes and whatnot. Uh, finally, we see Nile uh, hit the modified dragon sleeper. But this essentially allows uh, Carter, while she's while she's locked in this modified dragon sleeper, it allows her. She allows herself to get her foot on the rope. Her foot on the rope and she essentially uses that to like push herself off and she ends up basically getting this pinning combination where she's able to uh, get the pin on Ivy Nile. So it was a pretty cool, uh, a pretty cool moment. So you end up seeing the champs essentially retain here and it happens so suddenly. So you kind of see like they won, but they won fast and it didn't really take too much away from like the, from Ivy Nile and Tatum Paxley. So I like that they gave the champs here, uh, you know, this victory. Cause they're, th- I still don't think it's time for them to lose. Like Ivy Nile and Tatum Paxley. uh, I don't know if it's like their time yet to be tag team champions. Maybe, I don't know. I could be wrong on this. And in terms of toxic attraction, been there, done that with them. So you might as well keep things going with Kaden Carter and Katana. Actually, you know what? I am a little bit wrong. I would have, I wouldn't mind seeing Ivy Nile and Tatum Paxley as tag team champions. Now that I think about it, because I don't feel like, I don't feel like, <sighs> You know, I was going to say, I don't feel like there would be, it would feel much different to be honest, because yeah, Kaden and Katana, like they go out there and they have these fun matches, but that's kind of it though. So, I mean, I personally wouldn't have minded had we seen Ivy Nile and, Kat- and uh, Tatum Paxley get this win. Honestly, I wouldn't have hated it at all. I kind of feel like I would be okay with that, but regardless, this was a fun match. Uh, they all did an awesome job. Thumbs up on this one here. Um, all right, and we got Steven in here who says, it's time for Toxic Attraction to go to the main roster. Where would they be a better fit, Raw or SmackDown? I'm going to go ahead and say SmackDown for now, just because I still feel like there needs to be a lot more happening on SmackDown for the women. And uh, this is from Powell Driver Finisher who says, Ivy and Tatum have been a team for a while. Honestly, Kaden and Quintana are still very good. They are. They really are. Ender Buckley says he wouldn't mind seeing Ivy, Nile, and Tatum as win. Uh, when it's time. Yeah, they can get there, guys. They can get there. Um, All right, so we got an Oro Menza promo. We haven't seen Oro Menza in a while. He, you know, came in and, you know, they promoted him for a bit. He finally came into NXT and, you know, they were having him go out there and have a couple of matches, but I believe the last time we saw him on NXT TV was at Halloween Havoc when he was part of that five-way ladder match for the for the vacant NXT North American championship. And I don't think we've seen much else of him. So they pretty much put out a, a little vignette about him today. And I felt so bad because I was like, oh yeah, he's on NXT, huh? Like I completely forgot about Oromenza, completely forgot. Um, so I'm glad they, you know, bringing them back and whatnot, because he, he, was, he was fine. He did a good job on that match. So um, I think he's just been doing like those uh, Florida loop shows and NXT level up as well. All right, guys, let's go ahead and move on. Before I do, just a friendly reminder, uh, if you do want to get your questions, your comment, your statement, or just help support this podcast, you're more than welcome at any point to send in a super chat, and I will guarantee you get read here on the stream. But if not, uh, let's go ahead and continue on. We got Roxanne Perez doing a sit-down interview with Booker T. And let me tell you, this freaking got me kind of feeling the feels here, everyone. This I kind of felt was very relatable in the sense that no matter what we do in our lives, we all kind of have that person that, you know, has been through it all right alongside you or or knows your struggle or was part of, you know, some major moment in your life. And then imagine you like getting to the top and then that person like interviews you because they know what you'd been through. Uh, that's what we kind of got here with with Booker T and Roxanne Perez. This kind of felt like a very like proud dad moment kind of deal. Um, so Booker T basically interviews has the sit down interview with Roxanne Perez obviously who um just became NXT women's champion last week and uh he basically just kind of tells her you know man like he's it's not even like questions it's well I mean they obviously had a couple of questions in there but it was more so just them talking about her start um with him as you know her trainer and you know he's telling her how you know they're talking they're reminiscing on how Roxanne Perez, you know, grew up a wrestling fan and they're showing all of these clips of her as a young girl. We've seen these clips before, but they still work. Like, I think a lot of us can, uh, can connect to that, right? Especially if you've been such a longtime wrestling fan. And then to see that, you know, somebody like Roxanne Perez, who said she was going to, you know, become a wrestler and, you know, she admired all these people and now look at her now as NXT champion. So that type, I think that type of stuff definitely, uh, connects with, with the fans. It really does connect with the fans. So showing those clips and uh booker t is uh talking about how when she walked into reality of wrestling school the first thing she said was you know i want to work in wwe how can i get to wwe and booker T's like well you got to work hard and you know we can make this happen they show videos of her training and this is basically just a very heartwarming uh conversation of you know to summarize it all it's look at where you are now you made it you made it. And this was very sweet. I like this. This was all all sorts of emotional here. Uh, Ed Jones says, Booker T looked like he was crying. I'm sure he's feeling emotional. And like, that must be cool, you know, because um, clearly he gets to have, you know, this moment where he could be like, I, you know, obviously Roxanne Perez is going to go on to do even bigger things. You know, this is just really the start her becoming NXT Women's Champion. She can be Raw Women's Champion one day, SmackDown Women's Champion one day. She could be main eventing WrestleMania one day. You don't know. Uh, we've seen stuff like this happen. She could be winning a Royal Rumble. You don't know. There's all these great things that can happen, right? And for him to be able to kind of claim a little piece of that, or not claim a little piece of that, but say like, you know what? I helped, I helped contribute to that, like, look at her having her moment, and I, I had a little bit to do with that, um. So I can imagine that that's pretty, uh, nice for him to see. So if he does get emotional, I don't blame mama I would be so proud if I was Booker T. I'd be like, oh my god, I can't believe it, you know, type of deal. So th- it, it was really nice to kind of see that. This was my favorite thing we've seen Booker T. do on NXT for sure because it was just really, really sweet. Um, it was nice. Uh, let's see what we got here. Um, this is from Heidi Ho, who says you gotta love it. When and wrestling connects with your emotions. Uh hell yeah, I feel it, man. Maria says this was a very touching moment. I loved it. Uh, yeah, completely agree with all of you here. Uh, we got a super chat here from Sheldon Jackson. Thank you so much to Sheldon for always sending in so much love and support. Sheldon says, It's cool to see Roxanne. She began the year as a champion and ends the year as a champion. It's so crazy, guys. Like, oh my god it's crazy it's but it's cool too because it's you know you're you're seeing a you know a star on the making with a lot of these people and Roxanne for the women is definitely one of those where uh you know it's a safe I feel like it's a pretty safe bet to be like oh yeah she's gonna be Raw Women's Champion one day. Oh, yeah, she's going to, you know, be SmackDown Women's Champion someday. Whatever. Uh, it feels like a pretty safe bet for the most part. Uh, thank you so much to Sheldon Jackson for the very generous super chat. Uh, Adio says, Roxanne feels like she's all of our little sisters. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> well, uh, King of Fake Mundo says, WCW top talent Stop Booker T. A lot of uh, thought Booker thought booker t a lot of old school knowledge that booker has spread it to athena and perez oh i see what you mean yeah in terms of like training and whatnot uh thank you to king of waco mundo for also sending that in as well um all righty so let's go ahead and get into um apollo cruz and uh, basically what went down with him and carmelo Hayes because we kind of got a lot to unpack here so apollo cruz as you all know uh lost to bron breaker at nxt deadline and you know you're kind of wondering okay Okay, well, what's going to happen with Apollo Cruz next? Where is he going? Uh, he and Carmelo Hayes, I think, are kind of in a situation where they're they, they're they're coming from two very different paths. But they're kind of in the same exact point on NXT. And let me explain that because obviously Apollo Crews has already been there, done that on the main roster, okay? And, you know, he's in NXT and he's showing who he is. And, you know, you're finally getting to see him wrestle continuously. You're getting to see a lot more character from him. And, but after he faced Braun Breaker and lost to Braun Breaker, you're like, well, what's next for for Apollo Cruz? I don't know. You know, you're only expecting feel like the expectata- the expectations of Apollo Cruz are maybe uh, <clears throat> they're on this, the same level type of deal. And uh, sorry, guys, one second. Alrighty. Sorry, I am back. I had to cough for a second. It just hit me out of nowhere. And I was like, I'm dying. I'm dying. <laughs> All right. So where was I at? So Apollo Cruz is, um, like I said, he is coming in and he is, you know, trying to kind of prove himself and whatnot. But I feel for the most part, the expectations have been met for Apollo Cruz on the NXT brand. But you're still, obviously, you still got to do something with him, right? You still got to do more with Apollo Cruz. You can't just, like, have him there doing nothing, right? So then Carmelo Hayes, Carmelo Hayes is, you know, on a different path he's new he's never been to raw or smackdown he's somebody that you know again is on that upward trajectory similar to Roxanne Perez but for the guys he won the breakout tournament he's already been champion <coughs> Jesus Christ guys sorry um so he's already been there and um he basically but he's also in that same spot like Apollo Cruz, where it's like all right Here, you know, he's done, he's he's been an NXT North American champion twice. He didn't win the Iron Survivor Challenge. We know he's not next to face Braun Breaker. So what now? So Apollo Crews and Carmelo Hayes kind of found themselves in that exact same spot of what now? So I'm very happy that we're kind of seeing them be brought into this uh, feud together, into this story together. And they had this pretty, they had this pretty interesting back and forth here. And um, so let's see what we got here. <laughs> Mike New York says, Denise needs a vacation. Let's hope I don't die right now, guys. I don't have a water with me. Um, <laughs> I love how everybody's like rip Denise. <laughs> oh my God. Sometimes it just happens, guys. You're just like dying and stuff. I love how everybody's like, take a sip of water. I've got no water here. I did not plan for this. Um, All right, so. Back to this, they had a really good back and forth here between Apollo and Carmelo Hayes. So Apollo Cruz is going out there and he's talking about losing the match to Braun Breaker. So Carmelo Hayes then comes out and basically interrupts them and he says, You know, you're not next in line. You're going to the back of the line. Like this is not about you. I'm the person who's next in life and ty- next in line type of thing. So then they go back and forth. Cruz kind of hits him with this line. And I thought this line was pretty good because he tells Apollo Cruz, excuse me, Cruz, Cruz tells Hayes, that no matter how good he thinks he is, there's always someone out there who's better. And so that kind of got the audience, you know, really into this moment, which I thought really worked. So this line really worked too. And um, finally, you know, they end up kind of uh, to the point where you're not really hearing much of what they're saying, but they're still kind of yelling at each other back and forth. So this was pretty cool. This felt like this got serious very very fast it got serious so fast so quick that i was like all right i'm digging this i'm totally digging apollo cruz and carmelo hayes and where they're going with this and also i'll say this right now carmelo hayes i cannot wait to see him defeat apollo cruz to me it's going to kind of feel like a big deal if he were to defeat apollo cruz so at the end of the day apollo cruz is somebody that has been there done that on the main roster and carmelo hayes to get a win over apollo Cruz. Kind of feel like a big deal. So anyways, um, there you go. That's what went down with Cruz and Hayes. The New Day has Pretty Deadly doing all of these favors for them because if you guys recall, uh, Pretty Deadly was trying to get uh, a shot at the NXT Tag Team titles, but they couldn't recite the Pledge of Allegiance. So now um, The New Day has them going out there and buying all these ridiculous gifts and gadgets and all of this. So they had a little fun back and forth uh, backstage, which was pretty funny. Also backstage, Isla Dawn Uh, spits mist at Alba Fire as she's making her way out into the ring. And so she ends up getting this mist in her face. She ends up going to medical. And you're wondering, is she going to have her match or not? Uh, We'll see, right? So we do end up later on getting to see the start of Alba Fire and Sol Ruka. But as Alba Fire is doing her entrance, uh, Isla Dawn attacks her, Isla Dawn attacks her from behind. She traps her arm in between the steel steps and the ring. And then she comes with a bat and she just hits the steel steps, and it's like this really big, uh, you know, moment where all of a sudden you got Isla Dawn. Uh, they have this uh, music playing where she's like laughing, almost like the Joker, but like the female version. And it's very creepy. And she's out there and she's doing all of this and that. And Alba Fire is on the ground just there. And I guess Sol Ruka was just like, well, at least I don't get to work. Today. I don't have to work today she didn't do nothing. She was like, I'm chilling. This ain't my problem. I ain't going to get involved in any of this. I thought that was pretty funny that Sol Ruka was just like, eh, whatever. I still get paid whatever so this is pretty funny though but Isla Dawn has definitely been getting the better of alba fire in this situation i'm kind of like i'm really liking the character and in terms of how this is all playing out uh it's interesting because right now alba fire hasn't been able to get a leg up on isla dawn it's been all isla dawn so they've been really 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 building her up uh in this feud with alba fire so i mean for the most part it's pretty uh it's pretty damn good and Dorette says that isla dawn outfit was lit oh bro Holy dang, she looks good. She looks good. All right, uh, she looks good. All right, <laughs> all right. Um, let's see where am I at with all of this? Indy Hartwell versus Electro Lopez. <clears throat> this match was probably the like the least good match that we got tonight, but it it was what it was. Um, so prior to this, we hadn't really been seeing much of Electro Lopez. I think the last thing we saw was I think a her a match between her and Soruka, in which. Electra Lopez won, but after that, you know, we really haven't seen much from her. And, uh, you know, we've talked about this before, but for those of you who do not know, she was obviously part of Legado del Fantasma LDF, they got moved up to the main roster. She was replaced by Zelina Vega. So she's kind of been, you know, trying to find her footing, trying to find her purpose once again on NXT. So she came back. We were starting to see this new version of her for maybe like a week or two. And then after that, we didn't really see anything else. So we finally see this match with her and Indy Hartwell. And this match was, it was fine. It was what it was. And there's a moment where both of them crossbody each other. That was pretty cool to see. But Electra Lopez ends up cheating in this match to get the win. So she goes to the turnbuckle and... In the, the padding, she basically hid some brass nuts. So she ends up taking the brass nuts out of that. And when the referee is, you know, he's looking, but because of the angle, he didn't get to really see that Electra Lopez essentially punched Indy Hartwell in the in the head. So he didn't really see the use of the brass nuts. And then finally, you see you see Electra Lopez hide the brass nuts in her shirt. So um, she ends up getting the win. It's not a clean finish whatsoever since, again, she used the brass knucks. But I think Electra Lopez kind of needed this because, you know, there's been nothing else for her. So at least give her this, right? At least she has something. Okay, she screwed Indy Hartwell. Now there's a program there for Indy Hartwell and Electra Lopez. Indy Hartwell has, you know, they've been giving her a bunch of, you know, little wins heading up into the Iron Survivor Challenge. She She didn't win the Iron Survivor Challenge. And it's the same thing. Okay, what next for Indy Hartwell? Well, there you go. Now she can work this program with Electrolopus. They both find themselves in need. They both come together. So this will be what it is. I'm not really expecting too much out of this realistically um, from Indy Hartwell and Electra, but I'm hoping we can get a clearer a clearer vision of who Electra Lopez is now without Legado del Fantasma. So there you go. Um, all right. So after this, we got... Um, an Andre Chase segment. <laughs> all right, so Andre Chase is—they're uh, doing their Christmas gift giving, right? And so they're all—all all the students from Chase University are in line to give Andre Chase some presents. Thea Hale gives them—I think she gave him like a shirt or a sweater or something. So she gives him that, and he's like, "Yay!" And they're all happy. Okay. Then there's another guy who comes up, and he gives them a dessert. Then another guy comes up, and he gives them a fruit cake. Okay. And Andre Chase snaps like he always does. He snaps and he's like, why would you give me a fruitcake? I'm allergic to fruitcakes, this and that. So he's going off and he's calling this guy an idiot and all of the, you know, every single name that you can probably think of, he's saying that to this guy. Okay. Um, then this is terrifying everybody else in line because turns out that apparently no one knew that he was allergic to fruitcakes and so everybody who has this fruitcake kind of leaves the line during this. There's a guy in the back who has a, what looks like a really nice gift for Andre chase. It's not a fruitcake. Uh, Duke Hudson comes in and he doesn't realize that this was the day that they were all giving gifts to Andre chase. So he fools this guy and he tells them, oh, your scholarship's going to be up and you should leave. You should go take care of that. But don't worry, I'll take care of your gift and I'll save your spot in line. And so obviously he claims the guy's gift and he ends up giving Andre Chase a plaque that says number one professor. And so Andre Chase is like, thank you so much. And they hug it out and Duke Hudson's looking at the camera like very sus. So I'm just waiting. I'm just waiting for the moment where we realize that this entire time Duke Hudson has been doing. Doing Andre Chase dirty. So we'll get there. This was very, very cheesy, but it was fine. I laughed. Thumbs up. We got a super chat here from Danny Padilla. Uh, thank you so much to Danny who says, hi, Denise, saw the interview with Vikingo. great stuff as usual. Um, how was the GCW show? Thank you so much, Danny. I was very happy to get that interview with Vikingo um, I had to uh, obviously make some, you know, reach out to some people, make sure that that ended up happening because I didn't want to just show up that day. I don't like to show up at shows and bombard people and be like, oh, do you want an interview? I feel like an interview you should have Plenty of time to prepare. So I don't like to just show up to shows and be like, let me interview you. So I made sure that Vikingo knew way in advance that he knew like weeks in advance that we were going to be doing this interview. Um, So we did the interview and um, I really liked that. The show itself was really good. There was a lot of really great stuff. I've spoken about this on numerous podcasts, but that six man lucha tag match from this show specifically was really good so if you guys by any chance want to watch gcw that's definitely the match that i recommend and there was some other really good stuff too i loved Pagano, joey janela that was a lot of fun as well uh amongst other things including the scramble that was a really fun one too i always love the scrambles because you see all these guys that are like up-and-comers and that are going to be uh you know well you see a lot of up-and-comers throughout the entire cards for gcw but a lot of guys who are you know just going to be continuing to do more and more in their career. You know, obviously like your Nick Waynes your Jordan Oliver's, your uh, Jack cartwheels, you know, all of these other uh, people. So yeah, it was really cool. Uh, thank you so much to Danny for uh, asking about it. I had a great time. I always love doing the GCW shows in LA and whenever I can actually do them for, you know, other shows. And um, Dorette says Denise is finally warming up to chase you. <laughs> uh-huh. I'm trying guys i'm I'm judging it on a different scale, okay I'm judging it on the it's cheesy, but I get that it's supposed to be cheesy scale so I'm changing my I'm trying I'm trying, okay? I'm really trying. I, I would put this up there with you know what at least I paid attention to the entire thing. so that's a good sign. that's a good sign. um all right, so let's go ahead and uh, uh We got Justin Martin who says, I don't blame Andre Chase for snapping because fruitcake is disgusting. You know, I don't remember if I like fruitcake or not. I don't think I've had fruitcake. I might be confusing it with pineapple, with the pineapple one. Because the no, this fruit, the, the pineapple cake is different, right? The pineapple turnover one, the one with the pineapples like all over it, that one's different from the fruitcake. I don't think I've had the fruitcake. Hmm. I do like the pineapple one though. But, anyways power driver finisher says that's how you should be it, denise i'll try i'll try i'll try my best all right we got the uh nxt tag team titles on the line the new day against josh briggs and brooks jensen this was actually a pretty fun match i didn't like this match as much as i liked new day pretty deadly that one was on a totally different level but this one was still pretty enjoyable i mainly liked um there were a couple of moments that i really enjoyed one of them was when Kofi Kingston got Brooks Jensen in with the SOS, but he's so close to the ropes that he ends up getting his uh, hand on the rope. I thought that was a good little moment where I'm like, "Oh, I thought it was over. It's not over. Okay, good stuff there." Um, I also love when Briggs does that spot where he um tosses them into the ropes and as they're on the outside so he tosses them into the ropes on the outside and when they bounce back he clotheslines them I also really like that visual I thought Briggs was really impressive in this match like more so than maybe some of the other matches I've seen or maybe I just haven't been focusing enough but Briggs basically doing that moonsault on Kofi was also really nice and this got a really good reaction because obviously you know he's a big guy and anytime you see a pretty you know, bigger guy, just stuff like this It tends to look a little bit more impressive. Uh, we see H- Kingston hit the Poison Rana, the Trouble in Paradise. Um, and then finally for the win, we end up seeing uh Xavier Woods hit the elbow and the new day return retains. So this was a lot of fun. Again, I didn't like it as much as the Pretty Deadly match, but that was, you know, obviously on a premium live event. And uh, you know, Pretty Deadly is just uh I'm a bigger fan of Pretty Deadly for sure, but this match was still pretty damn good. I actually thought it was the main event, so I was a little bit surprised when we were still following up with Grayson Waller and Braun Breaker after this because I didn't think we were gonna see anything else after this match. I legitimately thought that after this match was over that it was going to be the end of the show Um, but it wasn't we ended up getting a little bit more afterwards which we'll talk about in just a second but danny padilla sends in a super chat saying saw jack jack cartwheel earlier this year at battle of los angeles dudes awesome in the ring had a great match with leo rush got to meet him after the show super nice guy so it's funny that you say that because I also first discovered Jack Cartwheel on PWG the a couple shows ago when he wrestled Tony Deppen, And dude, I remember seeing him and being like, who's that? I need to find out more about this guy. Like, who the hell is he? He's just going out there and having all these freaking great matches. And I remember that Dave Meltzer was there um, at the same exact show. And we were kind of talking in between uh, you know, the breaks and stuff. And I remember after the Jack Cartwheel-Tony Deppen match, he we we were all talking at uh, Dave my friend Mark and me and we were all there and he was like Oh, yeah, like, like, he brought up uh, also Jack Cartwheel. And then I think he put him over on his podcast, which was pretty cool for, uh you know, for Jack Cartwheel to kind of get that moment. So yeah, he's definitely somebody that once you see him, you're like, if you haven't seen him before, you're like, who's this guy? I need to know. I need to know more about him. Um, So yeah, he's really good, especially because he has this gymnastics background. So he can kind of do these like, really, really extraordinary things. And you're just like, holy shit, like, what? And then he incorporates it obviously into his wrestling and it, it comes off really good. So anyways, thank you so much to Danny Padilla for sending in uh, the super chat as well. Uh Scott George says, fruitcake is good on the first day when it's all mel- melded together. Not good on multiple dates. Probably gets really bready, huh? Probably. All right. Um. Last but not least, we had Grayson Waller and Braun Breaker. So Grayson Waller pretty much throughout the entire night was looking for Braun Breaker and uh, he comes out to the ring and, you know, he's talking about how he's carried the NXT brand throughout the entirety of 2022. And then finally Braun Breaker comes out and he comes running full speed. Uh, He comes out there and I freaking love this. Um, So he runs out there and he spears Grayson Waller. And then suddenly you you just see Grayson Waller just, you know, I mean, not Grayson Waller, a Braun breaker. You just see him like fall, like fall to to, uh, Grayson Waller's stomach or whatever. He's just there. He's knocked out, right? He's knocked out. And then turns out that they actually did the Bret Hart Goldberg angle when Goldberg speared Bret Hart and Bret Hart had the uh, steel plate on his belly um, from Nitro. And so they did that spot, their own version, of course, here on NXT because... Grayson Waller had this like bulletproof type of vest and on it, he, inside of it, he had this like steel metal plate, whatever. Uh, he had that. So they recreated this um, moment, which was really cool to see, you know, them kind of take a page out of, you know, something from the past and incorporated into this. So this was really fun to see. And I was like, oh shit. And right away I went and I was like Googling the pictures. So I was like, I gotta tweet this out. Um, Obviously I didn't read like the spoilers or anything. I don't like to read spoilers for pre-taped shows because There's nothing worse than that because then, you know, I have to watch the show live and I don't like to know what's going to happen on these shows ahead of time. So either way, I was very happy when I saw that. Um, And there you go. That was pretty much the end of the show. Uh, Grayson Waller ended up getting the better of Braun Breaker. I like that. To me, it's like if yeah, if someone's gonna come in there with a killer spear, I best be ready and fool this guy so that you know I don't end up on the losing end of things. So I'm liking so far how they're uh treating this uh braun breaker, Grayson Waller story. Because what's the one thing we've been saying nonstop is braun breaker needs hot challengers, braun breaker needs good stories, and so far. I'm really, really digging this one with Grayson Waller, and I think Grayson Waller has what it takes to um, really tell a good story there with Braun Breaker, and this will definitely, if this story really takes off and is really good, then this will do so much for Braun Breaker um, as NXT champion. Really, it will. So... There you go, guys. That was NXT uh, December 20th. Obviously a pre-taped episode, but still nonetheless, December 20th with the air date. Um, Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I am here each and every single Tuesday to talk about NXT. We have a good time. This is the best way to stay up to date so that you're not out of the loop and you're like, what's going on in NXT? Who's Grayson Waller? Who's Roxy and Perez? I got you covered, man. Um, Other than that, I will be back tomorrow for AEW Dynamite. And then I will be back Friday for SmackDown and Rampage. Thank you, guys so, so much. Um, Do not forget to subscribe to F4W online, subscribe to youtube.com slash Denise Salcedo, and I'll catch you tomorrow for AEW Dynamite. Bye, everyone.